Hey, we're fucking back, bro. Chocolate Panic Podcast. The real Chocolate Panic Podcast. Just me and Shahid. I'm the chocolate part of it. We don't need Joel. But I don't know if you guys knew this, but we really don't need him. Actually, in fact, Joel quit the show today. You know what? He stormed out. He quit the whole show. He stormed out because me and Shahid were being too passionate in our conversation. I guess it was a bit too much for Joel. Yeah. But we're us. real. We're motherfuckers that get real and passionate about our shit, bro. Like, I, I'm not going to just have a conversation... Like, all right, so people get mad about this, whatever, but I, I'm not going to just have a conversation and just be like, <laughs> like, I'm going to be passionate about because I'm a passionate human being. Yeah. You understand? And it's like, motherfucking, like, I'm not going to just sit there and be complacent or quiet. Like, and, and, and I'm not going to just not, I'm gonna, we all try to act like we're all fucking Buddhas, right? Like, we're all fucking Zen. And like, oh, oh, uh, in the face of adversity, I, I'm always going to be cool, calm, collected, and stoic. Like, no, dude. Like, I'm going to be passionate about the shit that I argue about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I don't know. That's, that's the thing. So that's why Joel left. That's why it's just me and Shaheen. That's why today, tonight's show is going to be a better show than you've ever had before. He chose food over us. He chose food over us. Joel, Joel was like, Ugh, I need to go to this restaurant. They only have X amount of hours a day. And it's like, yeah, all right. Do you want this, like, really famous chicken sandwich? Or you want to fucking make a show with your friends? Like, he chose the chicken sandwich, as you could tell by looking at him. It's so good, though. We made it here tonight. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Yep, and tonight is fucking fight night, bro. Like, yeah. what was it? Thanksgiving it was, was two nights night. ago. Yeah. For those like who are listening way in the future, Thanksgiving was two nights ago. Did you digest all that food? Roy Jones you guys, you know. and Mike motherfucking Tyson himself fought, and it was the most uneventful fight we've ever seen. And the undercard was Jake Paul and Jake Nate Robinson, which actually Paul. was the main event fight in our opinion. Jake Paul starched. Nate Robinson. Poor Nate Robinson. I believed him. I believed Nate he Robinson. He put Nate Nate Robinson down, bro. And now in hindsight, right, Jake Paul was talking hella shit. Right. And for those who don't know, Jake Paul is a universally hated YouTuber. He's a YouTuber, so he has to know how to troll. And then Nate was actually upset in those interviews too. He didn't he, did, he didn't understand the art of trolling. Yeah, he didn't. I didn't see any of the uh, I didn't see any of the interviews. Was he actually was he actually butthurt? Yeah. He was like, "Oh, you don't understand, man. Uh, you know, you you grew up easy." And then uh, and then you know, um Did Jake, Nate Rob- Jake, Jake was like, "No, we didn't grow up is easy. Nate we grew up Robinson in a farm in Ohio." The, is he from like the hood, Nate Robinson? I believe so. Is he though? Do you know this is a fact? Like like when you're yeah, well, let's look this up cuz there's a lot of motherfucking I don't want to be like this guy, right? But I'm going to be this guy. Oh, I'm going to be this guy. So he's trying to tell me the fucking don't do it. But <laughs> yo, if you're a I'm sorry, but if you're a black dude, and you see a white dude, like you're going to automatically assume that they grew up easier. I it's, think it's an easy fucking diss, I'll and it's honest. like you don't know that as a fact at all, bro. I'll be honest. And I know a lot of privileged ass black kids, bro. Like I don't know what the fuck. I'll this be honest. Is from. In America, it seems like that stereotype is the easiest to pick, right? It's but, the easiest. But, but in in London, you can't just pick on somebody because of their race. Everyone everyone could be well, as dangerous as you think they're gonna be. You won't know. Well, that's because in London, no one's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. y'all are fucking a bunch of sissy we're making nannies. tea and biscuits for everybody. Yeah, uh, oh, you're making tea and biscuits, then, isn't it? Okay, he's from Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. All right, bro. I mean, there's a little bit of hood shit in Seattle. I get that, but come on, dude. It's Seattle. It's the Pacific Northwest. Like, it's a nice place to live. That's where Starbucks comes from, bro. I mean, Kurt is from Seattle, right? Kurt Cobain? Yeah, but Kurt Cobain is not a gangster. No, I'm not saying she... he's an emotional artist. I didn't assume Nate Robinson was a gangster. I yeah, didn't assume he... he would win because he has this image. Well, I, no, because he said that... he said Jake Paul grew up easy. No, in the interview, that's yeah. the first 
combative thing he said to him. Yeah, he all right. Said, so oh, that means that I believe if you, you say easy. if I say like me and you are doing a boxing match, and I say, oh, so he grew up easy. That's inferring that I grew up not easy. It's actually inferring that you know how I grew up, which is kind of impossible. But it's also for most inferring people. that I didn't but grow up yeah, easy. It's inferring that because, I am hard. So, than so you. I grew up. Say I grew up easy as fuck, right? And I'm not gonna say to another motherfucker that grew up easy as fuck, "Hey, you grew up easy as fuck, right?" Because like that's hypocrisy. Exactly. So obviously, Nate Robinson is like, "I didn't grow up easy as fuck in Seattle, Washington." Not to defend him, but dude, I'm dude, don't defend him. He dude, fucking dude, got knocked out. Dude is 36 and. Jake yeah. is in his prime. And there's, a, there's that, like 23 versus 36, bro. Any 23-year-old is going to have a better shot versus any 36-year-old kind of across and the board. And Jake Paul like, all right, like Mike walks Tyson. around at 200 pounds. We, we watched the Mike Tyson fight, right, with Roy Jones. Imagine Mike Tyson fought, like, whoever the heavyweight is right now, like Andrew Ruiz or Anthony Joshua. Like, if you fought one of them right now, they would probably wipe the floor with him right now. Because they're, like, fucking... Younger guys, they're in their prime. They're fucking fighting, and like they're in train. Yes, and Mike Tyson said that himself. He said like, "I'm out of training. I'm out of fuck. I've not trained in fucking x amount of months." He said it on Joe Rogan, he quit training. He said it was like bad for his mental health. And it's like he he's at the end of the day, he's Mike Tyson. He's a legend. He's the greatest. But he's also old. If you look at that fight, bro, there was two old men I'm fighting. Sorry, I'm not a boxer. I'm not a tough guy. But I'm saying this was two guys clinching. That fight was. Was, Sad. Was, was horrifying. It was like I, I understand that Ola, but it was not eventful. Roy was trying his best not to get knocked out, so running around, and Mike was trying to do something, but it just never came came to be. There was like little moments in there where you saw Mike Tyson being fast as shit, and yeah, you're like, oh has, shit! But he, he still has he the weapon weaving. He can't you know, like but. he can't fucking like. Yes, if you're a regular guy, you get fucked up by Mike Tyson, but a boxer. Like in it, like a twenty three year old boxer right now would fuck Mike Tyson up. What I'm trying to say is that people underestimate Jake Paul because those brothers are competitive, man. That, that's like, what I'm people... not gonna judge a guy because he's a YouTuber. Something told me this kid was not gonna care and just went in there and handled what he did. See, I have to, yeah, I have to, and also like the fact that he has, um, he has a yeah, I'll grab it in a second. He has a fucking like older brother. He grew up with an older brother. Like he probably grew up in a real competitive household. Exactly. And I grew up in like kind of a competitive ass household. My brother kind of turned that into sports, right? And I didn't, yeah. but I turned it to other things. And it's like that competitiveness, like it stays with you. And it's like he he probably like I think Mike Tyson, if I'm not mistaken, is an only child. No. No. He had a sister that died. A sister, in right? Ninety something. But that's not the same. You don't get competitiveness with the sister. It's not the same. I mean, his dad was a pimp, mother was a whore. Yeah, it but that's kind of like a, the Richard that's Pryor different story though. I'm too. talking about like the different pressures, the built competitiveness of having like a younger brother is different. Like having a sister, I mean, bro, you're became, not competitive with your sister, dude. But he became competitive because they, in his words, they broke my bird. They ripped my bird's head off. Once they ripped that pigeon off on that doorstep where he lived. He just he snapped. No, yeah, he has he has, wild overhand. I'm not saying and, that the yeah. only way you can be competitive is having a brother. I'm just saying having an, a brother that's within like the three years of age. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm gonna grab that in a sec. But if you have a brother that's like within three years of age, like you guys are kind of both the same age group. Yeah. So like competitiveness is natural. You know what I mean? Yeah, like so it happens when you have when you're a, when and, you yeah. have a male sibling. It's different. Like than having a fucking sister. Like you're not competitive with your sister. Like, when it comes to, like, being tough and fucking that type yeah. of shit. But, like, with a brother, like, you are competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so hold on. I'm going to grab these. Making some fucking corn dogs. So, I'm a fucking... Uh, you got to vamp for a second. While you ain't making nothing. But it's just... 
what we saw, unfortunately, was um, Nate Robinson just get outmatched, and it was it, it was sad to see. You you would think an athlete like that who is in who was in the NFL, who's in the NBA, was trained to a point, but he may not have trained to the point that Jake did because Jake honestly said that he was here morning, night, day, just everything was dedicated to boxing, and I think he wants to be a boxer. But now, beyond boxing and boxing skill alone, I think that the reason that I, I've always rooted for these guys, like Jake and Logan Paul, is because they are universally hated, right? And it's like, they make dog shit content for the lowest common denominator. I get that. But, like, the fact that everyone hates on them so much, every little thing they do gets, like, there's people on YouTube that built their careers off of just hating on these guys. And it's like, now I just, like, I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm rooting for the bad guy now. And, and that's not just Jake Paul and Logan Paul. That's, like, kind of in general is, like, I root for the bad guy. Because at the end of the day, the populace, like, the normal society, like, normal society at large, are typically fucking wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're typically dumb, ignorant people that don't know shit. Because they're usually going with the They're trend just going with whatever tells – and, and the trend is, oh, oh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul fucking suck. Oh, fucking PewDiePie sucks. Like, there's just, like, a trend where it's, like, just to hate on anything that's big. Like, all right, I don't have any real opinion on Starbucks. Mm-hmm. But there's people that like are like, oh man, fuck Starbucks, trying to be cool. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, and it's like I, I you're just being alt for if no you reason. You don't, I don't like coffee. But it's I, coffee. I've never once had a angry or upset conversation to someone and say, oh, stay away from Starbucks. But I'm if like, you like, I've never cared that if much. you like coffee, Starbucks is just like solid coffee. Like there's no two ways about that. And it's like it's, I, I wouldn't know. I but then coffee, there's, so. there's people that hate on Starbucks, right? Because they want to sound alternative. Like, they want to sound cool. They want to sound like, no, oh, I don't like mainstream things, man. You know what I'm saying? And I it's mean, like, happens, you don't yeah. genuinely... It's the same thing with, like, here, listen, man. I, I hate on Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Like, I hate on Marvel movies. I and people might say I that that's them. about me. I don't. I don't. I'm a comic book fan, and I don't like how Marvel movies are. I don't like... I think that they're empty. They have no substance. I, I, as an artist, like, have a real opinion on why I don't like them. I don't just not like them because it's popular. I mean, I will right? say this. I, if I could just micro-dissect this character for a second. I would say certain characters in the universe are stereotypically dumb. Like, in my opinion, Thanos is not anything new. I believe the typical um, stereotypical bad guy in movies or always wants to take over the world or have extreme power. But in this case, it was to eliminate for population control. He said too many, too many people would take too many resources. It got a little political in that movie. I was like, what's going on? Then, just to retire to a planet, just to drink some soup? And right, be like, I disagree complete? with this point of view. That bothered right, me. This is where I disagree with you. Um, one, it's like, yeah, he's the whole, like, he's trying to eliminate half the population. I'll give you that. It's kind of hacky, but it kind of makes sense. And for, like, a Marvel movie that they never really push anything, like, that makes sense for the big bad guy to do something real simple so kids can understand. Right? That's who these movies are fucking made for. And then it's like, two, if you are that guy, right, and you you believe that you're making the universe a better place by taking away half the people, you genuinely believe that that'll make life for the other half that aren't taken away way better because there's twice as much resources now, right? That's the way he sees it. What do you do if you're him and you succeed in your mission? 
do you like become a fucking warlord king and have like a giant castle? Like, no, he wants to retire. He's a simple man. He just wants to retire and have a fucking farm. He's not simple. He's a he simple wanted, he, man. He wants to take over There's, half of the universe. That's no, he didn't want to take over. simple about that. He didn't want to take over. Okay, he wanted to erase. Eliminate. That's the most simple evil plan of all time. <laughs> of all time. Like, I, I literally just want to kill half the people at nondescript. If I was that evil, I'd be more ambitious. Now ambitious go, in I'm, what I'm, way? I'm, he, meaning it, I'm going to go to other galaxies and take over their places He too. erased half of life in every galaxy. He doesn't know he that. Surpassed, he does know that because that's what the Infinity Gauntlet did. I mean, you flick. Okay, you, you flick the finger. But you know that you they, assume the that Infinity, most of it's God power. And it did. In Star, in, in Star Wars. In Marvel Universe, it did happen. Like, they okay. explained that it did happen. All life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember when they were looking yeah, at the yeah, map. And then, and the then map. this is my yeah. biggest problem with Endgame. Fucking Captain Marvel is like the strongest character ever of all time. Yeah. Because she's a chick. She's Goku. Yeah, she's pretty much Goku, right? And like motherfucking... She goes, um, oh, I have to help with these other planets because they have problems too, yeah. right? And she gets all shitty about it. But then they explain later in the movie that everything that happened with the snap and shit is based on what happened on planet Earth. So if you fix what happened on planet Earth, it'll fix everything for every galaxy that happened to it, like, besides planet Earth. They explain yes, that. she had to make sure. It doesn't matter. Because she, she, she says it. She says other planets and galaxies need they, help too, you know yeah, why? But because, you, because they don't have teams like you Earth can has teams. reverse everything that happened on those other galaxies by fixing what happened on Earth. That, that was the true. whole thing. That is true. So then at the end, they fight Thanos, and she can just obviously fuck Thanos up with her bare hands because that's what she pretty much does. No, she gave him a good She could have fucking ended the movie in 20 minutes if she just was like, all right, I'll fix everything on Earth, which fixes everything on every other galaxy. But it's drama. They're not going to let it. No, what they did quick. was they. they needed to, um, that was know. a fucking fix because she's way too overpowered. And goddamn, if she was there, then Thanos wouldn't have stood a chance. Bro, which is got, what happened at the end of the movie. She got her power from the sun. Solar power is the strongest ever. Yeah, but the sun what, was not destroyed by Thanos, bro. No, no, I know, but I'm saying Captain Marvel's power comes from a purpose. The so solar power, there, anything solar powered in any of these universes and any of these comic books or whatever is usually the strongest. Yeah, anything super, powered Superman. by the sun. Superman it, is powered by the sun. But yeah, so she, they made her, they made her. The strongest character. Why are you upset? She was the strongest character. Well, no, it's, it's not. I'm, I'm first for first off. No one gives a fuck about Captain Marvel. A so making her the strongest character is just straight up them trying to convince you that you like her. Like they're just like, oh, you have <laughs> to like her. You know what I'm saying? Two, uh, yeah. If she's the strongest character, fine. She could have fucking whipped Thanos up in two seconds. But she decided not to because she needed to help the other planets in quotations. But the other planets, by fixing what happened on Earth, fixes everything that happens on those other planets. So her not being there for the whole first two hours of the fucking movie doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't. You do know that for a successful movie, it has to be some type of novella involved. It has right, to be but dramatic. You have to, it has to and be well done. She didn't know that. She didn't know that. She just went to the other planets assuming... I'm going to go help them because they don't have the Earth heroes that you guys have. She didn't know. What you're saying <laughs> is, you is like a wrap-up of what could have happened quickly. But she didn't know at the time. Well, in the movie Endgame, she, she leaves she and I, then they tell you immediately, like, within, I think it's like within the next scene, 
that everything would have been fixed if they fixed everything on planet Earth. When immediately they would call Captain Marvel back, and then they would be like, "Hey, fuck up Thanos for us," because if, as you see at the away. end fight she scene, away, bro, she can travel at like light speed, bro. Yeah, but it took her a minute to even to get to, uh, to it, help them out. The, it, 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 it took her a while. She they could have spared a it's minute. Too far bro. away, man. Spared a minute, but listen, bro, she, it, it's bullshit. They have to stretch it. It's out. not a well written movie. That's what the problem is. You know, Scorsese had a problem, right, problem a movie bit. too. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna get on that too. Explain the Scorsese thing. Okay, Scorsese was like, he believes like I, I'm paraphrasing that Marvel movies are just basically not well written. Just it's kind of like a cheesy popcorn, horrible way of making movies. It's not really thought out. It is, you don't need no brain power really to make these type of movies, right? But he said that Marvel movies were a thrill ride and not real cinema. Yes, thrill ride. Yeah, and that is what they are. There is no goddamn underlying. There's no real message behind them. There's no. You don't feel for any of these characters, and they fucking Lie. cheat. They cheat, and they go, "Oh, so you see Hawkeye's family in the beginning of Endgame, and they disappear. How fucked up is that?" Like, yeah, but no, then it's no, like, no, no, no. bro, certain characters. My god, dude. Certain characters. Marvel movies leave you with nothing. Certain characters can jump off a cliff. I felt for Captain America. First of all, you lost the love of your life for eighty years under ice. I, I you had a date. I find that you don't remember when Samuel Jackson was like, "What's wrong, Captain?" He's like, "Yeah, everything's cool. I just, I had a date." You know what that means? This guy had to sacrifice his own personal life to go damn fucking save the universe, and he never gets it until the end of Endgame, where he has to go back in time to see what that life. He gets to live a like. whole nother life, though. He gets to live it. He didn't know that was coming up, though. Yeah, but hold on. But he, all right. For one, all right. The fact, like. I've noticed with like people I talk to, a lot of people love Captain America, and that's, I that's don't my, get it. Okay, I just don't. He's get it. He's my favorite Avenger next to uh, uh, what's his name, Doctor Strange. Hmm. Stephen Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Captain America seems like a generic hero to me. He's a machine. He's the re- just the like, reason I'm calling him a machine is because in his mind, justice is black and white. In his mind. Well, in his mind, it's, yeah, it's black and it's, white. It's, it's he do fights, or don't. and that's what they did it's in the first movie. In the first movie, he kills a bunch of Germans, and he goes like, "Oh, I thought you weren't supposed to kill. You're a superhero." And he goes, "Well, if we're in a state of war, it's different." So obviously, my country, he's a state. He's a soldier. Yeah, he's a state. He's a soldier. And a soldier does think in black and white most of the times in the war. They're you like, have to. This is the enemy. I will destroy them. You have to. That's how they think. Yeah. You have to maintain sanity. I'm sure. But as a character, to watch him. I don't get why you'd be invested in watching him as a character. I just don't get that. I feel like, okay, this is why. It, the movie He sacrifices himself to the point where he's always doing what's best for the people and his team. He's never taking selfish... The only selfish decision he made was protecting Bucky when um, Iron Man needed revenge. When Iron Man found out Bucky killed his parents. That's when um, Captain America was selfish and he was like, you know what, I gotta protect Bucky because Bucky... Defending me when I was being bullied, when I was being this hurt. This is during blah, Winter blah. Soldier, right? Yeah. So, and Civil War is when, um, what do you call it? Iron Man finds out that Bucky is actually the one who killed his parents, right? Mm. But that's the only time Captain America was selfish. Apart from that, every movie, this guy is like, we have to do what's good for America and the team. He sacrifices himself like a dumb, I say dumb soldier because he's just black and white thinking. Right. The only time he stood up to um to anybody was when... He had to defend Bucky, and when he had to stand up to the um, the director of, I think, the CIA at the time, when um, 
they wanted the Avengers to be more controlled. And you know what? You guys need to, need well, to stand out. In the comics in Civil War, he was like, yeah, he was anti the government um, owning the Avengers. Yes. That was like the, the big control too much of Cuz the yeah. government and he like there's a bit of like libertarianism there where he's he sort of still believes in small government and not too much power. And like shield owning the Avengers is too much power. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's a political thing. Especially when, you know, they had some corruptness in, in you know, yeah, in yeah. shield also. Well, he, in the comics he ends up being a Hydra agent. They did this whole arc where Captain America ends up being uh, he he get, he gets exposed as an undercover Hydra agent the whole time he was Captain America. That's what they feel, did in the comics. I would feel that. You remember when they? So how to, do you feel about that though? Like, because a lot of people are mad about it. I wasn't mad because I saw well, how how, how likely. No, I'm, I'm saying, comics, would you but, but be mad? At this? No, 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 I'm talking about the movie, the comic, like that. He's an underground Hydra no, agent. I wouldn't. He's so tunnel visioned and trained as a soldier. They could convince him anything. Like for example, well, he was Hydra from the rip. From the rip. Oh, from the rip. Yeah, okay. yeah. In this, like, he was he well, was well, a there's spy. Re- there's Red Superman in, in Russia. I wasn't mad about yeah, that. Red Sun. I love Superman. Well, that, but, but that's an alt world story. That's not catch, like real Superman. Once they get you on their side, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, mad, right. but the thing is, the, the reason I'm going back to the movies is because that's my reference. Because right, I, right. Because you never read the comics. Because you're not comics. a real Marvel fan. <laughs> I like the movies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're but, a normie. And I'm not ignoring you. You're a normie. That's oh, what a, I'm no- a normal. <laughs> yeah, you're a normal guy. A normal. You don't read the books. A normal. You just know the movies, like every other. But jackass. in the movie, <laughs> in the movie, you know when he winks at him in the elevator at the Hydra guy, and he yeah. says, "Hail Hydra." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part that makes me believe. Okay, if they wanted to, they could have just lied to the captain, and he would have just fulfilled whatever they needed. Well, no, he was saying "Hail Hydra" to like get them on his side because he knew that they were Hydra, and they didn't know that he knew that. So he was exactly. trying to play, but that was him being but when he's naive undercover. Did, when he's, I know, but when he's naive and didn't know, they could have convinced this guy, this is the enemy, go get it. Because his mind was so framed as black and Because they're shield agents. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I get you. It's just, I, I still kind of agree with, uh, what's his name, Martin Scorsese at the end of the day. It's like, Marvel I mean, movies, it's not they just fellas, don't leave it's not me. Gonna be, yeah, they yeah. don't leave me with anything. Like, it's like comic book, okay, comic what, books are moral tales. Do me this though. What Martin Scorsese movie made you feel something? Be honest. Be honest. Because Goodfellas Casino didn't make me feel. Why did you feel something him? for Casino? Was that Martin Scorsese? Yeah. Name name, right. name Casino. a character in Casino. Why? Joe Pesci. I didn't feel nothing for him when he got killed of his brother. That was a piece of shit. Uh, he wasn't a piece of shit. He was just loyal to the bone. Bro, he was a piece of shit. Not really. He was a loudmouth. They told him when he go to Vegas. All right, all right. So what get you, Beanie Siegel. What I'm saying is, with the movie, was say Casino, right? Yeah. You feel for these characters. You understand these characters. You learn about them. You understand who they are after They're a period scumbags. of time because it's a good movie. They're scumbags. I don't but Marvel that. movies is just like, oh, I'm trying to save the world. Like, there's no like real connection you there. Feel there's for, no art there. You feel there, for Hulk. I don't feel for fucking Hulk at all. I don't feel for Mark, Thor. Mark I don't Ruffalo, feel for any of Mark them. Ruffalo was stranded in Ragnarok. Bro, Ragnarok to me seemed Trending. like a party movie. Listen. Like you put that on in a party, you don't pay attention to it. What's that? That's what that movie What's was. What's the actor's name that everybody likes uh, from um, The Fly? J- Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. The Guardians Two was a menace in, in Ragnarok. He trapped them on his a little play island to you know to have fun of them. So it's a, piece of shit. it's a hack fucking premise that every sci-fi thing's ever done. But Hulk 
Listen, you remember? Oh, they have a zoo for animals that are uh, other species. Hulk was traumatized. Do you remember when he was on, um, I forgot what planet it was with, um, with Thor, and they were trying to fight. He couldn't even turn into Hulk properly after Thanos destroyed him. Just beat him. I, I just don't feel, I just don't feel anything towards these characters because they didn't build him up like that. They, like, it, it's like, they just are there. Everything was Hulk they're smash, fucking sick. Hulk it's smash. Like, Nobody ever put him to the side like, whack. hey, Banner, what are you going Marvel through, movies are whack. And then I'll make even bigger stance here. It's like, I think DC movies are better. Like, 100% across the board. Like, yes, yeah, Suicide Squad sucked, right? That, that was the Will League, Smith movie featuring... Ju- first of all, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, the new one that's coming out, that's like four hours long, is going to be the best comic book thing ever. I'm saying it right now. And it's like, two Justice League or Batman, even Batman vs. Superman, had more emotion... Had more like they actually had I mean, a real point to I make. Re- I remember seeing the everyone shits there. on the Martha scene, right? Where Batman's about to kill Superman, and then Superman goes, "But what about Martha?" And Batman goes, "What do you mean Martha? Because his mom is has the same name." And everyone goes, "What? You would just stop fighting because his the mom is the same?" No, Batman saw Superman as not human. He saw him as an alien. Yeah, saw him as an alien. And yeah. then he said, "Martha, that's my mother's name." He realized this guy has a mom that he loves, mm-hmm. right? That's the most human thing that there is. Like, no animal loves their mom, dude. Not really. What do you mean no animal? Bro. Th- those animals get bears abandoned. Bears eat their fucking kids, dude. Like, you know, they don't give a fuck, dude. And it's like, but, but what happened was, when he said Martha, he became humanized to Batman in that moment. And Batman realized that he wasn't just fighting some alien invader. He was fighting another guy. And realized that he was a human, right? Like, he had human thoughts. Like, that is, that is, like, something that's, that's actually true. deep. And everyone would be afraid of a guy like Superman. If you watch The Boys, he would be like Homelander, most likely. No, 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 no. That's why they the have... Reason, Marvel no. is just like, oh, reason, oh her, her, we're in New York. We accept that superheroes no, no. exist and we all love them. Her, her, her. That's Marvel. DC is like, this is what how people the would actually Superman, react. The reason Superman wouldn't have been Homelander is because, remember, Homelander grew up in that lab. Superman was at least raised by Martha and Jonathan. Martha and Jonathan made... The most powerful entity to ever exist on Earth. Normal. Relatable. You can relate to him. But the problem with um, those other characters, they mostly come from pain where their families were destroyed. Martha and Jonathan stay in Superman's life pretty much. Superman almost gains power from having a strong family structure. And it's like... Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're Batman, right, and you're not trusting of anyone... You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. trust anyone. And all you see is this guy who could fuck up anyone on the planet, right? At will. He could destroy cities. He doesn't trust him, obviously. He doesn't. This is before he knows him. someone too but powerful the, that, that you moment can't control. Where, it's like if I, where he says, like, I have, where he, he realizes that this guy has a mom that he cares about. But Batman is the That qu- changes is, is the quint- things. Batman is the quintessential human. You're worried about things you don't understand. Do you remember that part in Man of Steel when Superman puts himself in those weird-ass handcuffs? Even though he could break them in any second, just so the government would feel safe. You remember that? You remember that yeah, scene yeah. in the in the desert? He's like, "I wore these for you because you would believe you're safe." Are you sure that's not Batman versus Superman? Like where Batman's in? He's it's the dream where he's wearing the trench coat and shit, and then Superman ends up no, kind of like this killing is Man him. of Steel, where Superman um, surrenders himself, flies to the desert with the CIA yeah, yeah, and everybody, yeah, yeah, and he has his handcuffs. But he's telling these handcuffs are for you, so you feel safe because he's so powerful. Humans don't believe he could be nice. So why would they trust? But why do you trust something that, that that's that powerful? You know why you I trust can't. that? 
he was raised by Mafia. But you don't kids. know that. You don't know that. If I do. No, no, you do. But if you're a guy who lives in Gotham, you don't know that. Yeah. No, no. So Batman in doesn't Gotham, know that. In Gotham. Or Metropolis. It's shady in Gotham. Yeah, Batman or Metropolis. Never, Batman would never when trust When Superman no one. first pops up, people would not automatically trust him. There's no way. That's true. You're right. Because the movie. That's what Batman vs. Superman's the, about. The movies made it seem like, oh. He's so nice. He saves us. In real life, humans would panic. Like, why you the fuck wouldn't is this trust guy? this guy. Yeah, humans would be like, "What the fuck is this guy?" It's like hanging out with a UFC fighter. This guy could at any moment destroy you, and you could do nothing but about it. That's what martial arts teaches them, though. Calmness. You know, you can fuck up everybody in the room. Yeah, sure. Like, like for example, if if Israel Adesanya, for any UFC fans out there, if Israel Adesanya came into this room right now, the average person who doesn't know him. I mean, me and Shahid could take him. If obviously. we tell him, if we, t- <laughs> me and Shahid could fuck this guy. If up. we tell the crowd of people we're with, right? If we tell them, hey, this guy could kill any of you guys in this room right now. Everybody would be like, then why, why did you guys invite him here? Exactly. But, but the respect that Adesanya shows people, his martial arts shows the respect. It's like Bruce Lee. He didn't go into every room and fuck up everybody. It's their peace of mind knowing they could fuck you up. All right, but here's the thing: I'm never gonna trust. Like someone's just like training and being respectful, bro. I'm never gonna because at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, you can get a rise out of a motherfucker. The way I talk, bro, I could get any one of these guys to try to kill me. Probably, no, no, I I probably could. He wouldn't. I probably could. Adesanya would know. He would hug you. He would hug you. He would hug you. No, he would not. Not after the horrible things I was. He can't lose his. Listen, he can't you don't even know that was a fact, bro. You don't live with this guy. I'm just giving you. He probably has beat the shit out of a bunch of people. Listen, no. They all have. They, listen, their hands and feet are registered weapons, man. They're, I don't know if that's they're, actually they're, true. It is. When you become a licensed boxer... I don't think that's actually I, true, I prom- dude. You can look it up. They talked about it on Joe Rogan, a bunch of people. They, they don't have these registered as lethal weapons. He asked, he asked Willie D. Uh, Joe Rogan asked Willie D if you guys saw the interview. He asked him, he said, what, what makes the hands registered? How, did, how does that work? He said, well, when you sign up for a, a pro fight, there is a document that states this person can't just... Pick fights with people in the street. This person is a trained person who could hurt you. These are registered. And it's actually a, a, a certificate that says, you know what? Stay away from this person. Like, this person cannot just go I into know. regular. I always heard that was a myth, bro, from, like, it's a lot of fighters. From, like, fighters, I've heard that, though. I'm going to try and be also. Did you see what Jake Paul did to Nate Robinson? Do you think Jake Paul's hands are registered lethal weapons? I mean, if that's a professional fight, yes, they are. So you think Jake Paul has that registration? Like, legal documents to say that his hands are weapons? If he's allowed to fight in a professional fight, which he did tonight, yes, he has. Because, number one, if you picked a, a fight with Jake Paul in the street and he hit you, that's... <laughs> the reason dangerous. That's, the reason that's illegal is because that's dangerous. It's not a regular guy hitting you. It's not illegal in Seattle. You know that? <laughs> Seattle has, a, has like, a, um, like an old dueling law. It's not dueling, but it's like if you... Uh, if, all right, so say me and you don't know each other, Right? And we, like, both leave, like, clubs, right? We're drunk. And I'm like, hey, you fucking bumped into me. And then you're like, nah, you bumped into me, motherfucker. And I was like, I want to fight right now. And then you were like, yeah, let's fight right now. The police could take that. Those are both, like, uh, verbal agreements. And the police don't have to. They can just let. They have to let us fight it out. In Seattle specifically. That's why that dude, that dude, uh, Phoenix Jones, that dude who, he was a UFC fighter. The superhero guy who dressed up like a superhero. That's the law that he kind of used to beat up a lot of these criminals. Because, like, a lot of these criminals would be like, yeah, I'm down to fight. And that's verbal compliance, which means that the cops don't have to stop you. They just watch you. Be- and he's a UFC fighter, so he just fucked up all these drunk guys. But watch this <laughs> He, though. like, watch legit this just beat up drunk guys. Watch this though. Let's say the guy you beat up, like, you beat him up really bad and you embarrassed him, right? Right. And he wanted to file charges. 
And you can't. No, no, watch this. No, watch this, though. He didn't know who you were. Doesn't matter. But he filed charges and found out you were a trained UFC fighter. Do- doesn't matter. He could re-sue again. It do- no, it does not work that well, way. Well, you said Seattle was different. No, this is Seattle. Okay. In any other state, this doesn't work. But in Seattle or That's in funny. any other city, Seattle has laws where it doesn't matter if you don't know I'm a UFC fighter. If you say, yeah, I'm down to fight, the cop heard it, right? And you gave verbal compliance to the fight, then consent, rather, verbal consent to the fight, then that fight's legal. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm a UFC fighter and you're not, or you're a UFC fighter and I'm not. Like, it doesn't matter. It's As long as you agree to the fight in that moment, it becomes, like, legally safe. That is funny. Even though I could bounce the head your head off the concrete and kill you accidentally. Like, that's why that law doesn't Bro, exist. once I'm dead, that law is going to be Because now, yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying why, why like, L.A. doesn't have that law. Because, like, if, you, if someone fights, even if you're not trained or whatever, you just catch someone on a bad day, you knock their jaw off. But that's what I'm saying. They hit the ground, they die, like, then you're up for murder. To the people out there, it's just safer to not, just to fight. not fight. Don't fight Walk anybody. Away. Because people don't understand something, right? Forget about this macho, mano, mano v mano thing. If you hit somebody the wrong way, they may never wake up. Now you're a murderer. Now you're a murderer and they ask you, hey, why did you do this? You're going to be like, oh, he was talking shit. She was trying to fight me. He was trying to do this. She was trying to do that. There's no excuse after that. If you murder the person... <laughs> They're not going to look at what caused this. They're going to say, you you took away this person from their family. Yeah. So I'm saying. And it's over usually some dumb shit. It's not over. Like the fights, typically drunk fights in the street are never over some real I'm shit. I'm telling you, it's just bad to walk away, man. Because if you hit somebody the wrong way and they don't wake up, that's not just a lawsuit. You are going to jail. That is murder. Or if that you get GBH, hit the wrong way and you don't wake up. That is manslaughter. Yeah. And if you know you what I'm saying? If you get hit, you don't You wake don't up. know who you're fucking picking a fight with. You don't know who you're picking a fight with. Exactly. Shit. So drink your liquor in peace. Look at this. Uh, me and Jaheed both thought, uh, what's his name? The guy fought Jake Paul. Bro, he didn't wake what's up his name again? for a minute. Nate Robinson. We all thought Nate Robinson was going to win. Yeah. Like, we all thought that. In my opinion, right? Because I knew of Nate Robinson first and I knew he used to box. I saw it in his fucking interviews. Like, I, I thought, okay, you know what? This guy is more trained. But Jake just decided, you know what? I'm done with YouTube for now. I'm still going to make videos, but I want to dedicate myself no, to boxing. No, he's been training. He's been I dedicated. Thought, I thought this guy was just talking shit. Nah, Jake Paul's been dedicated to training. But dog. what did scare me, though, is knowing that Jake does walk around at 200 pounds. So he has to lose weight to get to Nate's fucking regular weight. 16 pounds, I believe. So, yeah, he weighed in at 189 and fight At 189, night. so remember, 11 pounds. Boxing is so weird that you can weigh 189, but of the fight night, you could show up 200. And I think it happened. Because Canelo was doing that to people, too. You, you How do you gain nine pounds in one day? It, it's weird. Some of, them, some of them eat. Some it's not of them, muscle building, though. No, some of them mostly water weight, usually. Yeah, but the water... Yeah, like so. Floyd, right? If Floyd fought you, he fought you at 147. Everybody Floyd fought was at least 20 pounds um, bigger than him. He still beat him. But people don't know when you when you fight that night, you don't have to weigh what you weighed of um, the weigh-in night. So it's fucking dangerous. Man. And Nate did not move for a minute. Like, that, he was gone. This goofy-ass motherfucking Jake Paul motherfucker actually won, dude. You see, the, the, the reason you said goofy is because we know the guy from YouTube. Yeah, We're yeah, not yeah. expecting this. But this guy is... Well, he's only trained for like a year. Imagine somebody that control like him. And clown you, but can really actually hurt you. That's well, scary. Isn't that Conor McGregor? 
No, because Conor McGregor's the king of trolls, isn't he? Like he's the most shit talking guy. Conor's the king of trolls, but he's an actually trained fighter. Like, well, yeah, he's ridiculously, yeah, yeah. But the fact that Jake Paul's doing it is more embarrassing. So you guys need to pick your fights carefully and just be careful if you pick a fight with one of the Pauls. <sighs> you just gotta be a man, bro. You gotta be a man and admit that you lost a fight to Jake Paul. That's so brutal. That's so brutal. You dude. lost a fight to a man with and two, this motherfucker with, said with, with two first names, man. This motherfucker said, yeah, for real. And like this motherfucker said. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for this and that. It's like, See, bro, you can't say that's that. That's why I never bragged to the world. Even the, if I know I can do something amazingly, never brag. That's you, what you I wrote. said about, um, what's his fuck? The Magician. Um, David Blaine. David uh, Blaine. All right, his last video, right? Did you see the, his last big stunt? He succeeded, though. Yeah, he, yeah, he succeeded. He, but he hung up a, a bunch of balloons, and he got pulled up like a 1,000 feet in the air by the balloons, right? Yeah. That was his thing. Like, free, like, just holding on to the balloons, right? This motherfucker, right before he went up in the air, Goes up to his daughter, right? And his daughter is there. She's like a little girl. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's he's traumatizing saying, if he died. If he died. If that's he what died. I'm saying is fucked up about it. What if you die, bro? If you die, then your daughter is going to live the rest of her life being like, my dad killed himself because of me. You know what no, I'm no, saying? No, no, no. But maybe. Come on, watch dude. This. I'm going to give him a benefit of doubt. Maybe he was smart enough to explain, hey, 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 honey. I do risky things for a living. If I'm not here, don't worry. Mom will take care of you. But this is what I have to do. Daddy understands. Do you think he does that whole talk? Daddy has a passion. And maybe his passion might. I might not be here. But be strong, honey. No, he might have. You have to be smart enough to do that. Because at the end of the day, David Blaine does stupid ass tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can kill him. Yeah, absolutely. So I think he gives speeches like that to his family. Like, just in case. You think he's, he's dumb enough not to like. Secure his he's family. He's like a motherfucker just going off to war. I'm telling like, you, he's he has like, like, honey, I'm a stupid magician who thinks I have yes, to do this um, for my I, passion. I'm going 10,000 feet in the air. I may die. But then the last thing he says, it's like, I'm doing this for you, honey. I'm doing this for you, baby. And it's his daughter. And it's like, bro, that bitch is going to be traumatized if you die. If if he died. You see, that's, that's, a, that's the reason we're saying if. if. But I think he gave her the speech. She's old enough to get the speech. You think so? Yeah. She's young, dude. She's young, but she's old She's like probably speech. eight. She's old enough to get the speech. <laughs> Man, that's because it's crazy. like it's a weird profession he's in, but it's like he's really trying to kill himself, but not really. Yeah, man. All right, yo, you want to do a little pause, Rooney? We'll pause be button. right back. Yeah, we're back, and we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. All right. What I was saying, Jaheed, because all right, I, I played a song called "Wade in the Water." I don't know. It's a pretty great song. There's really nothing connected to it, but Shahid said, "Oh, I man." You play fucking um, Amazing Grace instead, which, by the way, like, everyone knows that song, dude. Like, what a hack fucking request. Second of all, I picked up not a Negro spiritual. He started with, with Kanye, and I didn't yeah, want to Kanye, Kanye West is also gospel. So I was trying to interrupt that little Kanye flow he was trying to get to. What's your opinion on Kanye West? <laughs> How dare you, dude? All right, what's my opinion on Kanye West? Well, let's go, let's go back a little bit. I... Wrote my high school thesis paper, my senior year, on Kanye West. Oh, my God. I wrote it on how he was a cult leader, how there's many... This is right when about, for those who are listening, this is right when about, like, Ham and Watch the Throne came out, right? And he was definitely on some, like, I'm God cult leader shit in that period of time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was pulling, like, tons of references. I was I was reading The Secret History of the World at the time. I was very much into, like, secret societies and conspiracies and woot de woot right? So I connected this all with Kanye West, and I wrote this whole-ass paper 
uh, smoking res out of a bowl, bro. Like I, I literally was. I didn't have any weed, and I was just smoking all the old res in my bowl with my friend Ray. And we goddamn. I wrote this paper, right? So, I turned it in, right? And my teacher pulls me up to like her desk after class, and she says, "Like I think that your paper was plagiarized." You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I go. The teacher gave a whole spiel before, like they give us this whole spiel about. They have this anti-plagiarism software that they can run your whole paper through this like website and it can go through its databases and tell if it's plagiarized, if it's stolen. Okay? So, she, I asked, did you put it through that software? And she said, I did. And it was 99.6% not plagiarized. And I go, the 0.6% was my quotes from Kanye West, wasn't it? And it was. I looked at the wow. fucking screen. My man. She then goes, um, she's like, these ideas are a little too big for you. Yeah, she's saying she called me stupid. She's saying your ability to write was subpar. It, it, impossible that I produced a paper like I did. You know what I'm saying? And she wow. said these ideas are too big for you. She gave me a C. You know what I'm saying? Because she said, I couldn't prove that you fucking fucked up. I didn't prove that you were plagiarizing, but I don't trust you. That you actually wrote this paper. So she gave me a fucking C, dog. Did you write the paper? I did. 100%. I was high on fucking resin with my boy Ray. Yes. I wrote the paper myself. It was all just my conspiracy theories about Kanye West being part of the Illuminati and trying to start his own cult. <laughs> which, by the way, he did. He He's harnessed yeah, the power of God. He started... He bought, what is it, 300... Like fucking or three thousand acres in Take Wyoming, farm, yeah. and he's building, he's terraforming Wyoming, and he's fucking building his own like new apartments and new ways to live. He's building, he's he he just did a collab with Gap, because I said this in my paper. His his Yeezy brand, he wants everyone to be able to buy it. He wants everything to be twenty dollars, and he wants everyone in the world, even people that don't know who he is, to wear that brand. So he's collabing with Gap. Who makes the most, like, fucking generic clothes ever. Like, it only makes sense. Everything that I said in my paper, he's doing now. You know what I mean? And he's trying yeah. to be a religious leader with this whole Jesus shit. And I support him 100%. You know I, what I mean? I but, like, bro, this teacher said I was a fucking retard when I tried to turn in a paper. Isn't that fucking ridiculous? And now he became what you wrote about. I, it was, that paper was premonitionary. It was, if this bitch paid attention and read it, she'd be... Watching her fucking YouTube right now, be like, oh my God, this motherfucker was right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what she'd be thinking, but she thought I was a retard. Said the ideas are too big that's for crazy, you. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? He is a cult figure. He basically is doing a, um, a collection plate. Every album is a collection plate. It's like, hey, come. Give to, give, to, give to the religion of Kanye. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Even when he was interviewed on Joe Rogan, very odd looking. Yeah, but he Very said odd Joe answers. Rogan, he said like but he Joe he, didn't test him too he hard. He doesn't make money on music though. It's not a collection plate because he doesn't like the music he does out of passion. It's like a labor of love because he doesn't make money on tours. Like he loses money. I know money. he's making more money in Yeezys now because He makes more money on everything else. It's a billion dollar company now, but Jesus. Well, he says it's a billion dollar company. It's just this I I now I love Kanye, but I I'm telling you like if you look up the real if you're a real finance goon, like anyone out there who's like a real finance goon that knows their shit, 
He ain't worth a fucking billion dollars, bro. That's like a huge overestimation. Well, he of the says value. actually five billion now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not even fucking he close. Was three, it was it's, it's, it was listed at three. That's more 5, than like fucking the, the guy that like one of the richest guys in the world. He owns like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and fucking everything else. Like those companies aren't even worth that much. So you don't think Kanye's a billionaire? Is what you're saying? No. No, he's not a billionaire. Why would they estimate him to be a billionaire? I don't. Who's estimating him to be a billionaire? Well, three point. First, first it was three. That's what he's saying. Yeezy is worth. Then it's not worth that much. On Joe Rogan, he said, "I'm worth five billion. You're you're telling me that Yeezy is worth more than Adidas? Bro, I'm just. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but think about that. Do you think that? But you you live in the world. Do I? <laughs> yeah, you live in a planet, bro. I'm a conscious part. Anyone of your who's thoughts, like fucking darling. aware of anything would understand that like Adidas and Nike are the two they're worth the most. Doesn't Kanye work with Adidas to make? Yeah, the, but the Yeezy, Yeezy, his brand Yeezy is not Adidas. It's like he makes Adidas and Yeezy. There's a collab there. That's what those are. But he has his but own Yeezy brand. Yeezy is him. Well, yeah, that's just him. Those like Yeezy season clothes. Jesus, so he's definitely a billionaire. He's saying that that's it's not. He's not. That shit's not worth a billion dollars. <laughs> bro, how many people got Yeezys? I see them everywhere. The Adidas Yeezys. Everywhere. But I'm talking about, like, there's also clothes that he makes that he doesn't collab with Adidas with. You know what I'm saying? He also has a whole brand that's not connected to Adidas called Yeezy. Question, though. Why are his, um, you know, upscale clothing, like, um, like if it's a sweater or something, it would be, like, ripped and have holes in it. Um, the pants would have holes in it. Basically, he's dressed, his, his style is like a homeless man's style. So, why would people be interested in such a thing? Because they're part of the bourgeoisie, man. Because, like, they're... Okay, calm down, the you people, filthy animal. The calm people, down. The people that buy, like, that type of designer clothes are rich people. You know what I'm saying? To look like hobos. And they want to look like regular people. And, like, see, like, when you're... This all comes from rock and roll, right? Like, punk rock motherfuckers. They would wear jeans, and then the jeans would get ripped up, and they'd still wear them because they couldn't afford to buy new ones. Right? So that's why you wore ripped up jeans. But if you didn't, like, if you had money, you would buy new jeans for yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But punk rockers didn't have money. So then it's like, people appropriate that's a style that. style now, yeah. They, like, appropriate that. They're like, I want to look like a common man. I want to look like someone who's not rich. So I'm going to wear ripped up jeans. But I'm going to buy them ripped up in a designer way for $500. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting, honestly. It's, it's poser shit to the highest degree. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, it bothers me because it's like, the, the whole thing with, like, after the grunge scene, right? All these grunge motherfuckers in the 90s would wear, like, flannel shirts and shit. And then before that, it was pretty much only, like, lumberjacks that wore flannel shirts. <laughs> and then it's like, all these wait, people, wait, they try to wear flannel shirts, even though they're fucking hipster, like, tattoo artists and shit. And it's like, you wear flannel shirts, and now that's part of Let your look. Let me jump in, though. But When's bro, the last time anybody saw a lumberjack? That's fucking actually amazing. Point that's a thing. Made. I haven't seen a lumberjack in a minute. Well, you, we don't live near lumber. We live in Los hey, Angeles. I've been to the forest before. Yeah, but you only go there to visit. You don't live out there. There's bu- lumberjacks like up in NorCal. I shit. legit haven't seen just a lumberjack walking. You live through. in North Hollywood. There's no fucking trees where you live. Why would there be lumberjacks? Oh, am I fucking doxing you right now? Hey, She's giving me the fucking look hey, like I'm doxing him right hey. now. Dude, I, there's no I trees. Live where, I live where I live, and that's how I live. Okay? And wherever she lives, there's no trees. There's no trees. So where are you gonna see there's lumberjacks? But no, it just no. I'm not saying I want to see them. I'm just saying it's the only funny lumberjacks you see are at the legit, gay clubs I legit you frequently seen. visit in West Hollywood. <laughs> Job has a real big problem with West Hollywood. I don't know why. He's always going on the run about. I don't that have area. a problem with West Hollywood. Oh, I love man, West Hollywood. I just. 
and pointing out how much Shahid loves West Hollywood. But he believes he frequents West Hollywood. This is his favorite spot to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is just his favorite place I to go. I don't frequent it. Yeah, I don't frequent it. So yeah, basically <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to bail out of this bit. Yo, uh what where what time are we at right what now? What bit? We're at four 46, 46 minutes. 46 minutes. I mean, we can call it short today. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. We're flying solo. Yeah, let's go. Uh, all right, we back on? All right, so motherfucking, uh, let's end this right. Um, I We would usually do a quote right now. Oh, the quotes, yeah. Yeah, but uh, let's address last week's quote. Uh, the, what Shahid's quote <laughs> was written by him. He wrote that. That is a poem that he wrote, uh, this and he was trying Never. to hide it. And he tried. Never. He refused to tell us. And then he told us after the mics were off. And now I'm telling you now while the mics are on. Shahid wrote that poem. It's great. I like it. But I just want you to know that he wrote that. He's a snitch. <laughs> snitch. But yeah, I got a quote. You got a quote? Do you have a quote? Uh, yes. Hold on. Uh, you you go ahead. I, I, I'll try to think of one. If there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. Wasn't that your first quote? I think you did that for the first one. Read your quote. No, nah, I think that you already you just recycled the Read quote. You just recycled the quote. quote. No, nah, you have to you have to fucking you know what I'm saying? You just recycled the quote, dude. So you want to do another one? Is what you yeah, said. do a different one that you haven't done before. Okay. To be or not to be. My friend, that is the question. Go ahead. I really expect you to know more of that, and I'm disappointed. But all right, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I do can break shitty, down what that means. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Oh my god, no, we're not gonna do that. Let's do a city street joke, right? Oh. So no. I met this guy at the bank. I mean, I met this guy at the grocery store the other day, and uh, he said he got his credit card stolen. And I said, uh, "You gonna report that to the police? Like, you gonna get it back?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna report it." And I say, "Why that?" And he goes, because the burglar spent less than my wife. Uh, bada bing. Bada bing. Thank and that's the Chocolate listening. Panic Podcast. Pa- the Chocolate Panic Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Take care.